everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Future Break Podcast. I'm your host, Peter. And I'm your co-host, Serge. And this is the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what this all means for the future. So thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in. Yeah, thanks a lot. Today, we'll be talking about a boring topic, <laughs> or more specifically, the boring company, which is Elon Musk's tunnel company and his vision for the future <clears throat> of underground travel. Basically. Yeah. I got to tell you, Peter, I, I love Elon Musk. I know you I'm, do. I'm a fanboy. Like, you know, <laughs> from from looking at his early achievements to, to now, what's his achievement? So... He's got, he was the founder, one of the co-founders PayPal. of PayPal. PayPal, which helped funded Tesla, I believe. Yep, yep. So then after he sold out on PayPal, he funded Tesla. Which basically, by the way, everybody, he was going to use half of the that share, I think. And I think he ended up having to use all of it. Yeah. that was, that, was there's Which some, also shows his dedication. Yeah. And then along the way... He's like, well, you know, let's just start a rocket company too. And so, <laughs> this guy is <laughs> is not somebody you want to bet against. I, I want to say no. Um, as of as of right now, uh, Tesla is getting ready for their Model Three, which is their mass produced, you know, sub forty thousand dollar vehicle. Uh, SpaceX has been just knocking out landings and and uh, launching satellites in space. And uh, I love this. Uh, on December. 17th of 2016. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Elon's like on Twitter. He goes on Twitter and he's like, traffic is driving me nuts. I'm going to build a tunnel boring machine and just start digging. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then people are like, Elon, what? And then he says, it shall be called the boring company. <laughs> December 16th to 2016. Yep. And then December 17th, boring. It's what we do. So obviously he's talking about boring, which is digging uh, underground, yes. which is also called boring. Um, so let's let's unpack this a little bit today because I think he's got a very uh, real solution to a major problem. But let's have the man himself explain what yes. what this is and then we can start really... Packing and talking exactly. about our so, concerns. Remember, we're specifically my concerns. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to get you on our side, Peter. Right, well, we'll see here. So this is uh, Elon Musk did a TED, TED Talk recently. Um, and the first thing they, they talked about was the Mooring Company. Um, they've obviously talked about SpaceX and Tesla. Yeah. Definitely check it out. We'll post a link to it. Um, but here's Elon talking about the Mooring Company on the TED Talk. Hey, welcome back to TED. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. So, in the next half hour or so, um, we're going to spend some time exploring your vision for what an exciting future might look like, which I guess makes the first question uh, a little ironic. Why are you boring? Yeah, <clears throat> I ask myself that frequently. Um, the, uh, we're, we're trying to dig a hole um, under LA, and this is to create the beginning of what will hopefully be a 3D network of tunnels to alleviate congestion. So, I mean, right now, I think one of the most uh, soul-destroying things is traffic. Um, it affects people in every part of the world. 
it, it takes away so much of your, your life, and your, this, this, it's, it's horrible. It's particularly horrible in L.A. Um, <laughs> and and I, so, think, I think you've, you've brought uh, with you the first visualization that's been shown of this. Can, we, yeah. can I show this? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the first time, yeah, we've, just to sort of show what we're talking about. So that there are a couple of key things that are important in having um, a 3D tunnel network. First of all, you have to be able to integrate the entrance and exit of the tunnel seamlessly into the fabric of a city. So by having a, an, an elevator, sort of a, a, sort of a, a car skate that's on, on an, uh, an elevator, you can integrate the entrance and exits uh, to the tunnel network oh just by using two parking spaces. Um, and then the car gets on a skate. There's no speed limit here. So uh, we're designing this to be uh, able to operate at 200 kilometers an hour, about that, 130, 200 kilometers an hour, or about 130 miles per hour. Uh, so you should be able to get from, say, uh, Westwood to LAX in six minutes, five, six minutes. All right. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff there. Um, and he was alluding, he was, uh, while he was describing, he was showing a video of the uh, Boring Company Tunnel. So they created this little mock-up video. They like to do that for a lot of their products. But we can kind of walk through that just so you, the listener, can, can really understand what's going on here and what, what the big idea really is. Right. Um, so it starts off with you got this beautiful red Tesla Model S, of course. It's driving down the street, and uh, it's pulling up on the sideway. There's like this metal, um, like metallic... They call it a skate, right? Yes. And then the skate, you drive into it, you, your whole car goes on it, and then this is where the cool part is, it then starts descending below ground. So there's an elevator shaft that takes it down below ground with, these, with, with which they're building these, uh, these tunnels, and then the skate just takes off. And so your car is parked. You're not using any, you know, gas. You're not using anything. And it can, it could definitely work for, um, for electric vehicles, for combustion vehicles, whatever. And then they're just showing a huge like labyrinth of 3D. They call it 3D 3D tunnels, which is you don't have one level. You have multiple levels of tunnels, and they all merge, and then. And this on the ending of the ending of the video, they show that same car basically going up from the tunnels, right? And joining the, the streets again. That's what he was saying. Westwood to LAX in five minutes. I looked it up. It was about uh, twenty three minutes on Google, but that's probably with no traffic. So you're more looking like 40 minutes, and I don't know, anyone that lives in L.A. probably will be able to correct us better, but you're looking at a at a pretty decent commute uh, to LAX. But can you imagine going from the heart of L.A., for example, to LAX in five minutes? That's, you know, people would, people would pay for that, I think. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure... That that would be a massive, like, boost to probably oh, yeah. the morale of the city, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived in Seattle, Peter, and he's right. I mean, traffic is soul-crushing. You sit there, you're like, I can't do anything about it. 
and then you're stuck and then you know it's it's worse when there's an accident mm-hmm. and you're like oh and you know emergency responders and there's this backup and people are getting even more frustrated because it's like you know somebody somebody had an accident now we have to wait and and it's it's just especially when you got to go home or your you know kids soccer game and you're like i i got to do something right but we're blessed to live in Sioux Falls where we don't have a ton of traffic. No. At all, really. Commute is probably 20 minutes on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about The Boring Company. What? Yeah, because I have some issues. Okay. Kind of. All right. I, I'm also super excited. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I, mean, this, I think this is awesome. Um, okay. To give a little roadmap for this discussion, um, if you go to boringcompany.com, <laughs> it's funny, there's like four pages total, and uh, home, <laughs> FAQ, jobs, and media. We'll be spending time on the FAQ page here. Um, I <sighs> The concept of having an underground network of systems to transfer people, I think, is is phenomenal. And even if you were just to say, well, that seems a little bit weird. Well, I know if you go to the East Coast, and I'm probably going to butcher this for everybody on the East Coast, I apologize, but I won't say it's is it the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I can't remember what it's called. But there is a private road that people pay. Yeah. That, like goes goes through mountains, huge tunnels, stuff like that. Yep. Um, at least that's I feel like I remember that um, when I was there. Not too, well, it's been a while, but... But nonetheless, you had to bore through the mountain to get to that. Yeah. Right. And there's several places where we've done that. So it's not like we've never gone underground or anything like that before. Right. This is not on like a unique right. idea, but it's just a different spin to that idea. Right. I, I did find this interesting. Why tunnels? Um, tunnels are weatherproof. Yep. I think for the most part, that's correct. They are. Yeah, because you're driving in snow. You know, let's say you're driving in snow in the middle of winter, and then you go into a tunnel. There's no snow there. <laughs> kind of. Yes. I mean, you're right. It's it, it will The elements of the weather will not be as... It will not impact that as much. Right. But nonetheless, I feel like you're still connected to the... Um, to the surface at some capacity, right? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So the weather is going to somehow move its way down there a little bit. Well, like, are you talking about temperature then, maybe? Temperature. Okay. And, yeah, and temperature ob- probably will. Obviously, we're talking, we're talking future future vision here probably a little bit more because currently the, the concept of is LAX. Don't deal out with snow. Yeah. Right? Ever. Just right. <laughs> yeah. Not Not likely at all. Um, but I think the a comparable city, well, not comparable, but a, a big city in the Midwest would be like the city, Twin Cities or Chicago. And that's definitely a factor. Yeah. And I, and at the same time, I completely agree that people would love in the Twin Cities to be able to have, be able to commute much, much quicker. Yeah. It was probably at least an hour for me. I remember that on some of the things that I was, that I worked in, I was there. So I get, I get that. I don't know. It's it's it, 
the concept of an elevator going down. <clears throat> I mean, there's a, this part of me that says, well, this 3D network of tunnels. And it, I feel like there's one thing I'm having in my mind is like, it's, is it just meant to get to places quickly? Or is there even a bigger vision here of where like there's literally an underground city? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Where are you, where are you, McDonald's is like, hey, we'll help fund you. If we have a little but, fast food, but you got to, yeah, little almost like a fast food pit, like they do in races, where they can pull off and get some stuff. Yeah, and get back on. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think initially, at least, it will not be like that. I think it'll be more of like you pay, you know, you pay ten bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, ten bucks is ten bucks. That that. That may seem high to go, you know, let's say 15 miles. But, again, you're thinking of the time saving. So, saving that much time, 10 bucks is like nothing for, for a lot of people. Um, you know, especially when they're super busy or they got to be someplace at a specific time. So, right. I think it's going to be more like that. Um, and with, you know, th- this idea really... I, I I try to I try to ask myself what problem does this solve? Well, I think number one, obviously, it 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 may not solve congestion because you know you think about it. There's so many cars in LA that it's it's just it's just wild out there. Um, but it will definitely help alleviate it, and I think this is one of the the proposals that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, fiscally and it makes a lot of sense um, from like a convenience perspective too because when I lived out there in Seattle you know we the city we the city was talking about um, well why don't we build like a dedicated bus lane so on the highway we'll build a bus lane (laughs) I mean you think about that okay first of all you got to park your car get on this bus you got to drive I mean yeah you're going to you're going to drive quickly through all the congested area because you're on a specific bus lane. But then you got to get off and like, well, what if your stop is not near the bus terminal? You got to find a way to get to your place. And so it's it's inconvenient, right? And then the public money built into that, it's just really not, it really doesn't solve that problem. So, so, so some cities go, well, let's build a light rail, which is great again. But again, you have the problem of, well, if your location is not at the end of where the light rail is, you're, you're, again, you have to solve the problem. This is like, get in your car. You know, there's no, there's, there's entry points all throughout the city, theoretically speaking. And then you exit where you need to go. And you pick up and you go from there. That's the beauty of this thing, I think. It's like an invisible, it's an invisible uh, interface. Right. Right, with, with the city. And I think if, if they get enough people using it, I mean, they were talking about what speeds of 130 miles an hour on these skates. Um, yeah, Matt. <laughs> what do you think of that? That'll get, that'll get you places. That'll get you places. Yeah. I mean, if it's a short... If it's a short like leg, you're not going to probably go that fast, right? But you might you might approach it. 
What else? What else is bothering you about this? Well, Peter? there's one other thing that, and this is mostly I know here in the Midwest due to oil, okay. but something called mineral rights. And what I don't know is what if that applies to anything at all in the cities. So, in other words, if I'm digging, like mm-hmm. I'm guessing, I, if this is this is like an eminent domain type thing. In other words, if I own property above the ground where the yeah. mine is going, I don't have, <clears throat> not to say I don't have, well, I wouldn't have a say in it at all, or I wouldn't be getting any, any rights from that, which is which is okay. I think that's, and honestly, I think the cities is probably going to be a little different than the like a rural section of the world, but but I, I, did, I thought that might be interesting. Like, what if, what if Elon's like boring all of a sudden? Oh. Straight up gold. <laughs> I mean, there's there's that aspect of it. I do think it's funny. He shows like for another thing I'm wondering about is he shows, for example, the Tesla. Yep. Right, which is perfect. Yep. What about what about the gas guzzlers? You put those on there. Do they have to shut their engines off while they're down there? Probably. So they don't put the fumes into the yeah. I would. I mean, I would say you shut it off and you. Of the earth. Okay. Um, maybe like let's say this idea takes off and and it does get implemented somewhere colder. You're probably gonna you're probably gonna want to leave the ignition on so you have at least some heat. Oh my word! I didn't think about this. Or they they might be able to heat the tunnels. Heat the tunnels a little bit, yeah. You're still skeptical, Peter, here. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like I'm the guy who's like, you got to get through all these hurdles, man. Yeah. Is this worth it? And and the problem is I, I actually still believe it's completely worth it. Yeah. Right, so. I'm I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would definitely put my money on Elon Musk. Like, again, he said... Hey, we're gonna launch and land a rocket to save money. Guess what? They did that, and they already reused the rocket booster from one of their previous launches. So, I mean, there's so many things that he's already historically done that have overcome these crazy objections that people are like, "This is impossible." Right. And so, I think one interesting thing about this is their goal is to, um reduce the diameter or to build these tunnels that are really smaller than um, smaller than probably regular like vehicle tunnels. Like let's say there's a tunnel underneath a hill or something in the city and you got to, you got to drive through it. They want to make it small, which would save time and money on the boring costs and all that. Um, And that's, that's the interesting thing. But the, the, the real kicker, is the skate, and and you really you really got to watch the video and see how that all works. But I mean, they showed in the video there's there's a it's almost like a railroad, like a one like a monorail kind of right, and you've got the skate on there, and it actually merges with another, it like the on ramp right. if you can call it that, merges <clears throat> with the actual main tunnel, the sub ramp, yeah. yeah, the sub ramp, whatever. Um, and it's they're all like they're all autonomous. I mean, they're all fully controlled. There's no congestion. I mean, it, it's just it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful idea because 
you're taking away, you know, human error. And that's really the biggest, I think the biggest drawback to just us driving is we're kind of lazy and distracted and, you know, list any, any 15 other things that we do as humans that can cause accidents, that can cause delays. You know, this is like you, you, you get in, you want to put the seat down and take a quick nap, go for it. It's up to you and you'll get to your location quickly. And when you're there, you know, you'll be happier person about it because you don't have to sit 40 minutes in traffic just to go 10 miles. You know, <laughs> I love that. I love everything about that. What about earthquakes? Good question. They actually have, they actually have. <laughs> to his credit, he's got an <laughs> FAQ on that. Uh. So they, they're saying, and all, all I can read this here, tunnels were designed properly, when designed properly, are known to be one of the safest places during an earthquake, Peter. They didn't say Peter in there, but. I know. From a structural safety standpoint, the tunnel moves uniformly with the ground in contrast to surface structures. Additionally, a large amount amount of earthquake damage occurs from falling debris, which does not apply inside tunnels. So and then they list out a couple examples of some recent earthquakes. Um, so there's one in 1984, actually. Uh, there was no damage to the L.A. subway tunnels. I didn't even know L.A. had subway. I guess they do. Yes, they do. Um, eight, uh, 1989, again, there's a Northern California earthquake. There was no damage to tunnels, um, which were used to transport rescue personnel, which is interesting. In the 1985 Mexico City earthquake, again, no damage to tunnels, used to rescue, used to uh, transport rescue personnel. Was, was one of them 1994? Yeah, 1994 Northridge earthquake. Because I feel like that was one of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that one. Um, Which I'll, I'll, I gotta admit, that's that's, you know what I, I <clears throat> if I understand earthquakes maybe a little bit more as we're going through this, I'm I'm I have realized okay if the ground is shifting and you've got a pole on the on the surface, it's top heavy. That I mean, there's a little bit of that's the reason yeah. why it gives some of that issue, right? Yeah. Where if you're in the ground, you're actually just moving with the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they make. Like they make earthquake <laughs> safe buildings and those those buildings actually move. I mean, that's the point. You don't want it to be so stiff and so rigid that when the earthquake hits, it's like totally immovable. You want the building to sway to and sway move. Bit, yeah. And it's a crazy thought, but it actually it actually works. Um, yeah. So I think that that's I totally get where you're coming from. There's, you know, that area is very prone to earthquakes. Or let's just let's just throw this out there. The the earthquake happens, the tower comes down and seals off the tunnel. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I mean, I'm spitballing here, but I feel like these are some legitimate things that you have to be yeah. careful about. Or or the dam breaks and the water starts coming. What do you do then? I, I don't. Know. I think but there, I don't know if there is anything like that in L.A. Or yeah. Well, they don't have like a huge um, 
like a dam or anything or nearby. The river that... They do have the ocean nearby, so that's one thing to consider. <laughs> Limited supply. Of water. Um, <laughs> unlimited water. Unlimited water. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I really, I'm really digging this idea. <laughs> no pun intended here. <laughs> um, what I really like about this, again, is he's, December, 7th, December 16th was only a few months ago. They've already started digging. Yeah. I will admit I mean, come amazing. on. This guy does not sit on his hands no. to wait for approval, to wait for... He just starts digging. And so they started digging, I think, a test run in in the SpaceX headquarters, which is like outside of LA in Hawthorne. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Is there... That, that's another... That's one of the questions I have is, what's the legal like structure behind this. It's kind of like going back to your eminent domain question. Right. Will he have to get permission from landowners? Is it, um, you know, do, do you, <laughs> does that not apply the further down, right. the further deeper you dig? Um, you know what I mean? Some, some of those kind of questions. Uh, and I think the interesting thing is, okay, you've got a private company that's really doing this. So you don't have this whole state and, you know, we know how, how slow the, um, really the government can move in, in a lot of places, you know, you've got studies and all of these things and like, you got to do not even, not even like studies, but you have to do so many things to approve, you know, here's a section that we want to dig. We have to approve it. Um, so, okay. That's, that's one thing, but. You've got a private company that's doing this, and they are actually already doing work on it. So, let me ask you this, Peter: Can this be replicated in different cities? Do you think? I think it can. Yeah, I think it can. And I and I and I'm. I want to be clear. I am excited about this. I guess for whatever reason, this time around, I just kind of hit me in some new ways of like. <laughs> There may be a few more challenges here than just like, oh, the pie in the sky view of things. But um, I, I'm i very, I want this to work. Yeah. I do want this to work. And I, it would be fun to, to, tra- I, I, to travel underground. I was telling you, I want to wake up in the morning. I want to get into my electric skate. I want to go down to the ground. I want, yep. I want to take my... Uh, which will take me to my Hyperloop, which will take me to, I don't know, some crazy part of the country in the insane amount of speed, which then I will hop on a SpaceX shuttle to fly to Mars. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I feel like this is Elon's vision a little bit yeah. here. He it wants all this ties stuff together, to be connected. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and speaking of Hyperloop, um, so again, we talked about the Hyperloop in one of our previous episodes, um, and that's it's really the idea of, You've built this vacuum. You build these this like vacuum tube essentially, and then you have this vehicle that's in there that can go like nine hundred miles an hour plus. Right. And so this would be a perfect fit for the hyperloop. I think you've yeah. got you know you've got this tunnel that okay you can seal it off. You can do all the you know put in all the the tech behind it, and man, you've got this hyperloop now. So maybe there's a seamless transaction between let's say you're you're just you want to go to the airport 
or you're going to the Hyperloop station on your car. <laughs> you pull up and you're like, okay, I'm not even going to go to the, you know, the terminal area or whatever they were going to call it. But you merge into a, like a, a pod, a bigger pod that carries your skate and your car. And now you're a pod in the Hyperloop and then you can go from LA to New York in two hours <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It, it, that's, it's, it's, it's crazy to imagine that. Unreal. Unreal. And yet you begin to see that the few, that is a few, big future possibility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with this he's he had some other things in there that i thought were real interesting because one of the questions was what do you do with the earth oh yeah you're boring out and he was talking about using that as some sort of structural brick hmm. which i didn't i was a little puzzled on that but uh that's like one of the last questions on the faq here what do you do with all that dirt um they talk about typically shipped off to disposable locations, but that is costly and time-consuming. Uh, we want to recycle the earth into useful bricks to be used to build structures. Apparently, this is not a new cons- uh, construction. Uh, but I, I don't know how that works at all. I don't know. But I'm guessing if he's going through like hard rock, obviously that can be turned into some sort of brick. Yeah. Well, from what I've seen like these these tunnel boring machines in the past that they 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 bore the the tunnel like at the the front end you have like this huge drill bit yeah like a exactly like a big massive drill bit um and it just slowly just grinds away the rock and then they have a i've seen it where they have like a on the on the end of the tunnel or on, on 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 the end of the machine they have like this other part to it that actually lays out the concrete like blocks in that spot so as it's tunneling it's laying the concrete basically providing structural support and all that stuff okay that's what i wanted to go with here yeah i was like my notes are not helping me in this so they have a snail okay i want to say it's named gary oh yes yes they want to beat Gary. Yes. Yes. Tell Another, us about Gary. So, well, they, Elon, he talks about in the TED Talk, which if we had the snippet, I would totally play it. But the uh, Gary is a snail, and they, they've they been, like, monitoring him to see, like, how fast he can dig and burrow. Yeah. And they want to, and Elon says, ultimately, we want to beat Gary, which... So that tells the you about scale is, is is very fast and very quick, uh, completely. And I first of all, I did not know that <clears throat> the current machines would allow you to do the structural implementation like right off the bat. I, I may be misquoted on that, but I know that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do, yeah. And that's what they're even building. There's even pictures out right now, a little bit of of an, the initial boring uh, machine. That's out there, but um, yeah, yeah. So I just looked this up. That's their goal. That's Elon, kind of their benchmark is a snail. Elon says we have a pet snail named Gary. Oh, and, it is Gary. Okay, and Gary is capable of currently going 
14 times faster than a tunnel boring machine. That is shameful. It is. <laughs> a snail can go 14 times faster than one of these machines. So I think this this field is ripe for disruption. They, I mean, they bought a machine. Knowing Elon Musk, they're probably working on designing their own machine. Yes. That can, that's going to have all the bells and whistles. That's going to be able to beat Gary <laughs> in a, in a race. So like, I, I just, they're going to make it work, Peter, I think. Right. So let's talk about, let's make it happen. Let's talk about, okay, we kind of understand the, the benefit and the problem this is solving. What does it look like to, let's say this gets implemented in LA. What does LA look like if everyone is using this or if a good majority, good part of the, the population is using this? What do you think it looks like? Well, I think, I think the video that he's laid out at least begins to paint that picture. But I can see how... I mean, the population of LA is probably not going to go down, right? That's only going to increase. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel like what Elon kind of envisions is to help people not necessarily always have to have a car either. Right? Yeah. In in a weird way. Even though he's got Tesla and everything like that, he's made it very clear that he has going to have its, Tesla's going to have its own like Uber-like service. Is one of the things that he's Mm -hmm. trying to pave the way for. And so, yeah, I could very much see people being able to call up a Tesla vehicle or these little skate, like, van pods he's created. Yeah, yeah. As an alternative, maybe. Those, uh... Looks like, it looks like a van, kind of. Shape of a van. Yeah. On one of these electric skates he's been he's been praising. And you've got, like, people inside of it. Yes. A mini bus, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it has its own underground bus lane. See? This is this is good. I don't I, I, I can see how this would be a good thing. Yeah, I think out of all the uh the proposals out there of the possible ways to leave the traffic, I mean in LA, in some of these bigger cities with sprawl, you're just not gonna get rid of cars that easily. And it's going to be harder for people, like I said, to use, they call it multimodal transportation, mm-hmm. two different or multiple different ways of transport to get to a location. It's just not convenient, you know. Like, I can't imagine for, for us here, you drive your car to a parking lot and then take the bus to work. Like, that just is, absolutely makes no sense, at least here in, in right. South Dakota. right. Other places, you have to do that. This could be, again, that, that way which transcends the um, kind of the, the frustration with this multimodal way and makes it where you're, you know, you're happy, you, you get, to get to work on time, you get to your place on time, and you don't have to leave your car, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, I think... Um, Again, I think I think this can really work. 
this can this can be a great. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing because. Well, I think it could. I think it could work. I just feel like there's 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 a lot of challenges. Yeah, there are. I'm not. I'm not saying that, and and I think they they know too. Uh, he said he's spending like three percent of his time on this. So for now, it's probably still a hobby. It's not quite a a Elon full Musk scale side hustle. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. If that's his side hustle, then every everyone else is like <laughs> put to shame. Exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it would be great to see this in in other cities too. You know where you've got um, you've got just crazy traffic problems. I don't think we'll see it in New York though. I think New York has it. The I mean they have they have subways, right? And for New York, with it being so dense, you really don't need a car. You know, you just jump on the subway and you're you're in midtown or you're in downtown or whatever. And then you've got, and so if they're doing this, this boring company, you know, system right. out there, how does that work with the current subways? And like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of questions around that. I'm wondering if that's something where you could say, okay, Elon, we have a problem. Or by that point in time, there are probably people who specialize in this stuff and say, we have a problem here. We need to figure out how to make this faster and more efficient yeah. for everyone. Um, I mean, yeah, because it's not even just New York. I mean, it's it's almost the whole East Coast and some of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, D.C. is crazy. DC, yeah. D.C. is the worst. I mean, D.C. is terrible traffic, so they could really use. And even though, even though they do have a subway system. Yeah, yep. Metro. Again, it it's it's telling that okay they have a subway but the traffic is still that bad mm-hmm. and it's just telling that to me at least it's saying that okay people don't want to necessarily go on the subway never thought of it like that you know never thought of it like that you have a subway system but traffic is still terrible yeah so again this tells you that this get up and you walk or you take a bike to the subway and then you get off somewhere else and you have to still it's a little frustrating it's a little annoying maybe yes <laughs> agreed agreed i think another um another great application of this would be some of the cities like in asia you know like tokyo or some of the Chinese cities that are just so dense, but they still have a massive amount of cars. Right. That okay, let's let's start somewhere. Let's build a tunnel, like this kind of tunnel from the airport to downtown or from the airport to somewhere else. Let's just start somewhere with it. And I mean, th- their problem is you've got so much cars out there so much industry that it's the smog is like literally it's destroying that entire area <laughs> yeah i saw some photos it's just like you're looking at there like that that is not possible it is like a thick fog all day long i can't even imagine like not having a fresh breath there you know oh that's weird yeah and so if you can get cars off if you can actually get them which pro- it, it, this won't solve that problem necessarily, but it will help in a lot of ways. 
taking the cars off underground, moving them quicker, shut off your engine. That's just going to, I mean, every little bit helps, I think, you know. Well, either way, I think you're getting to the point of we have to do something. Yeah. Right. We have to we have to figure out transportation on, on a different scale. Um, I mean, obviously, here in the U.S., I feel like we always like to strive to get things better and more efficient and more faster. But that that's that's the whole world. Um, yeah, those like Hong Kong. Oh my word! I mean, just imagine. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That would be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. So what do you think? Uh, future breakdown. We kind of talked a little bit about our ideas. I think this can go pretty global. I'm really, really uh, bullish on this idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I would agree with you that I think it can go. Gl- can go global i think i remember when spacex had their uh, one of their shuttles launch and it just Mm -hmm. exploded Mm -hmm. which by the way facebook had even invested into that one yeah yeah they had a they had a satellite on there blew up in front of their eyes that is incredibly unfortunate and sad and one of the things to your point this is elon musk's three percent you know i think he likes this and even i find it funny that the ted talk that was most recent started out with boring yeah you can factor that it was only three percent of what he really wants to do but it is something that is on people's mind and i do like the fact of being able to travel to places quicker and faster anywhere, um, whether that's in the cities or that's even here locally. Mm-hmm. Probably because I think it's just, there's something fact about it's nice to have options. It is. And sometimes yeah. more, multiple options reduce the traffic on other areas. So imagine if you have, let's say, a tenth of the cars taking these tunnels. Well, you just took tenth of the cars off the streets. Yep. What does that do to traffic? Just right there, that's above above ground. Yeah, probably speeds it up a little bit. It does, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I I'm I'm excited about that. Obviously, I have some. <laughs> I'm I'm curious what it'll be like if you put this into a a climate where yes, snow is a factor. It's going to happen. Maybe it maybe it'd just be awesome. Maybe be like, okay, we don't have to plow the streets right now necessarily. You just get in your skate, go down. That is a really good point. Yeah, major well, snowstorm shuts streets, down the I'm city. Sure, but yeah, this can be a way to get home still. <laughs> and uh, or it's your fastest way out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wake up, get in. The, get, we're getting out of town. Um, yeah, I I think um, again. It, we'll we'll see a lot more coming out in the next uh, next few months, probably next few years. I think it's going to work. Um, you mentioned SpaceX, and the thought I immediately had was, "Oh my gosh, is he testing a transportation system for Mars with this mm-hmm. on Earth?" Yeah, because <laughs> I can see that. Like, we're going to pack this boring machine 
you know, disassemble it. We have a clean slate. Yeah. We're going to disassemble it and then launch it to Mars whenever. And then now, okay, when it gets there, we're going to put it together and then we're going to start building highways under underground on Mars. Because, you know, it can get really, really windy out there. Probably not going to have just... It doesn't make sense to have regular vehicles. Windy in Mars? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy windstorms there. Haven't you seen The Martian? Oh, boy. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. But (laughs) that's immediately where I went to. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is he testing this out for Mars? Because it can... I mean, that's probably the most simple um and safe way to try and travel on mars when when we get there is <laughs> underground tunnels and you put these skates in there as well and you're safe from the elements you're you know you can fill them with oxygen i mean you could do so much stuff there is this a really a test maybe yeah, no, I, I think I think you're into something. That's what we do here, Peter. We 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 break it down. We with Mars, you'd start with a clean slate. And we, yeah, we would probably do things a lot differently if we had a clean slate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like we've learned so much stuff with, yep. you know, with with humanity for thousands of years yeah. now. It's like, well, let's let's do it right this time. Let's yeah. let's do it right. So yeah, I think exciting future. Um, this will be something we keep on our keep our eye on. I think, yep. and we'll provide updates updates regularly on it but uh so that's our show for today we uh we hope you guys enjoyed it hope it wasn't too boring for you <laughs> right um is is a great topic and i think we're gonna we're gonna keep our eye on this a little bit more um you can find us on twitter we are at future break pod pod and we're also on facebook at future break where else can you find us peter yes yeah, so you can go to the website futurebreak.net um, look at the show notes look at previous episodes yep um, just to highlight even that one where we talked about the hyperloop in the past you can go listen yeah. to that one yep exactly and uh, that's where you can find out the most recent information from where we're coming from even find out different links that we have of other places you can subscribe to the show on so check out futurebreak.net yeah um, next week we have one of my favorite weeks Peter yes WWDC hey, I love it too um, Apple's annual developer conference where they announce all the iphone well not the iphone but they announce like the ios the updates and and all that stuff so um we might do an episode on that and just kind of maybe unpack that a little bit because there there's definitely going to be some new tech there it's gonna be fun to talk about it absolutely so we are we are looking forward to that yeah well everybody thanks again for listening this week take care and have a magical day